the Lord of everything we want to worship you give us father it's for your will for your purpose father we're not afraid we come boldly at your throne and give you everything everything that's not of you everything that's not of you we worship you we want to worship that's all we're here to do. We want to worship you. We want to worship you. Seek your face, my Lord. We want to worship you. King of kings, Lord of lords. We want to worship you. Magnify your holy name. We want to worship you, Father. Father, that's what you want, Father. Amen. You guys bow your heads. Father, we just praise you. We thank you for the atmosphere and climate of worship. We want to worship you and bless you, Lord God, with all of our heart, soul, mind, and body. Father, let us be fascinated by the attitude of worship, the attitude to be in the presence of God. And as you are praying and your heads are bowed, we just started into this book called The Circle Maker. Circle Maker drew a circle around that promise and prayed and prayed over the promises. And I, I just want us to get into an atmosphere of faith and draw that circle. Your prayer circle is, it could, you know, it could be even around a, a loved one, around your situation, your circumstances. And, and part of this, it says our prayers never die. You can't ever stop praying. Don't ever, ever stop praying. They never die. They're alive forever. He says, there, there, there have been moments in, in life when the Spirit of God has whispered to my spirit, the prayers of your grandfather are being answered right now. So don't stop praying because whatever you thought isn't near or close to you, pray and pray and watch God manifest in the power of that promise but but right now just spiritually just begin to just draw a circle around what you're believing God to do I mean, if you're a student draw a circle around the classes being more understandable and it, this has been the, the easiest academic year because you're getting a hold of it and it's not foreign to you if you're in, here in your body needs healing draw a circle around that a loved one needs to be saved draw a circle child not making the right 
right decisions, draw a circle around and say, God, here it is. And, and then find in the word what it says. Obviously, if you need uh, healing, it's by his stripes, you are healed. You got the promise of your family down to a thousand generations, but you need to be a circle maker tonight. And you need to just get into the point of saying, I'm not letting go. My prayers shall be answered. Circle around your family. You are not going to follow the messed up patterns of what you've seen. You are going to be the establishing of a new order, new direction in your family. You are going to be the one because now you're setting it in faith and you're just drawing a circle around. And I, I, I just, I, you know, I just, I just want to challenge you right now not to withdraw the circle. Sometimes we start out praying and because things don't look that way or something has shifted, we begin to erase the line we drew on the sand against the enemy. And then we allow that line to get so vanished that we don't even know where we stand with God anymore. But in the name of Jesus, we deeply surround loved ones. We surround kids. We surround our finances. There's this circle of faith, Lord God, that it's a Jericho circle. And as you keep marching and you keep praising and you keep shouting, God will surely come through for you. There's too many half-circle prayers. There's too many things that have been stopped and they've been left out of shape. And God said, I meant for you to complete that circle. And then so it's a band. It's a, it's a representation of the marriage. And this circle has no beginning. It has no ending. It is, it is the very image of God. It is eternal. So God, we thank you, Lord God, for a moment of prayer and accepting the fact that God, I've just put some things in this circle. I'm a circle maker tonight to believe you, to establish. I need you to pray for all of us right now, including yourself. I need you just to circle your mind right now. Say, God, I draw a circle over my mind that my thoughts don't get outside the realm of praising and believing in you. I draw a circle around my mind that my emotions don't get outside of the will of God. Don't get outside of the joy of the Lord is my strength. And where the spirit of the Lord is, there's liberty that, Lord God, that I come against the very nature that anxiety can't live in my circle. I draw a circle around my mind that I'm not going to be anxious and scared and afraid and live in anxiety ever again. I receive the freedom of God right now in the name of Jesus. And Father, I just thank you, Lord, as we are circling our minds, that Lord, our eyes are in there, our ears are in there. We have ears to hear what the Spirit of the Lord has to say. In Jesus' name, amen and amen. It is cool. Love working with at-risk students, but it's cool to be with you guys. And I see nobody has an ankle thing on, but if you do, we love you. Just, uh, just was seeing it all week. Just <laughs> looking at somebody blinking. Irene, you got yours off. All right. You're allowed to go a thousand feet from the car. You know, this whole thing about naming and spelling out, you know, Pastor Rita is a, a tremendous faith in the area, believing specifically over our lives, even you know, even thinking about our wedding and, and the rings and stuff, that she just was specific down to it. And, and I knew if I wanted to have any part of this, I was going to have to pray too, uh, if I was going to be able to share in this venture that because she was just really 
consistent with God and with prayer. And keep that. Keep that. We must keep that. I just believe it. I just saw so much, so many lost 14, 15-year-old students this week. I just, I just know that God a hold of them. Now, you know, they, they, you know, was rowdy the first day that I wasn't there. But as, you know, I got in there, it was a whole different climate. But it's the Spirit of God. I'm really not that good. I believe that God uses that time to minister to these angry young, because you could see it and it's just a gathering in, but you know, we got to fill up our gut so that we can have something to say to them, you know, and got to get our gut filled. So we're going to say something a little bit different tonight. And those of you who've already received the sermon probably are already questioning whether I know Jesus or not, Uh, because it's living unwanted. And in a world where we're so busy trying to be wanted, this is one of the things we're running away from. And there's a lifestyle about living unwanted. So promise from God is my resource. Living from God, okay? Okay, now you've heard this verse that we're going to start with because we just read it together. <laughs> the Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. He maketh me to lie down in green pastures. He leadeth me beside the still waters. He restoreth my soul. He leadeth me in the path of righteousness for his name's sake. Yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil. For thou art with me, thy rod and thy staff. They comfort me. Thou preparest a table before me in the presence of mine enemies. Thou anointest my head with oil. My cup runneth over. Surely goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life. I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. Father, I thank you for just releasing your presence and your anointing. Lord God, that your word will do what your word is called to do, and it will, will establish the kingdom of God. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen, amen, amen. You know, it's the unwanted usually comes around after uh, a mistake, right? And so we do something, you go like, man, I wish I hadn't. I didn't want to do it, but that's something I did do. Uh, and part of, of, of being in the unwanted means that I am establishing that God shall be my supply, right? The first verse says, right, the Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want, or I shall be unwanted. I shall be one of those who don't have to have that and unwanted. I believe that as we read it every time, you're having breakthroughs in areas of your life, things that you've been doing daily for years, it's slowly breaking off. And think about it, just, just the stronghold just keeps falling off of you and falling off of you and falling off of you till it's completely gone. The stronghold, the breaking off. So a life that doesn't want is a life that will go unwanted by the things of this world. So now if I'm unwanted, that means the things of this world has no way to tempt me. The Bible says there's no temptation taken you except that which is common to you. Right? The temptation has to be common. But when there's no temptation that can common to you, now the enemy can't chase you down. You're unwanted. I'm going to take y'all to the good old Western days. Wanted poster. Is that a good thing or a bad thing? So now we got folks wanting to be wanted, right? That's haunted, right? But the unwanted, those were the innocent folks. So you get us our mindset is the unwanted part. You know, pastor, no, that's not good 
motivational speech talk. I'm not talking about motivational speech. I'm talking about reality. There are too many things the enemy has a want for you. You need to become unwanted and get off of his wanted list. And, and here is kind of, of how it works. When we live a life filled with wants, we will have a wanted poster for things and not a life of waiting on God. So when your wanting replaces your waiting, you're going to end up in trouble. So I need to, they that wait upon the Lord shall renew their strength. Those who want upon the Lord will become weaker. All right? I'll release. I want to wait upon the Lord. I, I'm, I'm you know, and just for an example, I no longer want my children to serve you. I wait upon the Lord, and you will bring them to the place they need to be. You'll bring them to the place they need to be. Oh, Justice so fed up with his, all of us who drive. And dude is like, no, man, as I was pulling up, he's on his bike. I'm getting here to church. He rode his bike to church. It's a billion degrees. Love the Lord. <laughs> Take some deodorant. You know, I, but you, I got, you know, I got to admit now, I was awfully proud of that. That my 14-year-old jumps on his bike to make sure he's in the sound because by the time I get through doing my hair and getting ready, He's not going to be there, and he don't want Pastor Donnie to feel like he ain't going to show up. So he jumps on his bike and go. Unwanted. I want him to stay unwanted. I don't want to stay home. I'm unwanted from that place so I can get to this place. Right? And you're just tired of the enemy making you think stuff. Get off his wanted list. There's some things you just don't want to think about. You don't, that's not the stuff that pops into your head, but that wanted list, because he's got that wanted posters, and, and then for, for wanted posters, we got to do that, right? Wanted, the, that whole thing, wanted, is a fugitive lifestyle that is fueled by deception to make believers think they are less without certain things. You're less without being captured. You're less, you're on the run. You can never be established. You can never be stable. You don't set up a place, so you stay on the run. And, and, and Jesus said it's directly the opposite. You don't have to want any of that. You don't have to have others want you because I'm here for you, and I'm your shepherd, and you shall not want. You shall not want. There's Jack in the Box, Whataburger, Burger King, I shall, <laughs> the Lord is my shepherd. I shall not want. Want. What do I want from God? I want him just to be my shepherd. Good. I don't have to do anything to get that. That's done. He is our shepherd. He is ahead of us. So we got that. So what we, what we get outside, and that shouldn't be what, that should be when, when we get outside the will of God, when we get outside the will of God, <laughs> God will give the enemy permission to access our life whenever he wants. That is a horrible sentence, and there's no way 
that I am doing that right, right? So let me say what should have been written. When we get outside of God, that gives the enemy permission to access our life. I have no idea what that sentence was that I wrote down. Maybe that was in midst between what I wanted to say. But outside of God's will permits, giving permission. Uh, if we allow anger to fester and we don't confess and we don't get up, that permits, that's access. You become wanted. And you become wanted. When you become wanted, you look at all the charges that are against you. All of the things, he's got charges. God, I want to be off the wanted list. Let me shepherd you. Let me, let me shepherd you because then you shall not want because I'm shepherding you. Okay, so, so whatever happened on that sentence, we'll figure it out later. Thank you, Jesus. The bounty of accusation. So here's what he does. Here's how he gets you and he places his bounty on your head because he accuses you, right? And who's the accuser of the brethren? The devil is. He is the accuser of the brethren. The accusations and condemnation will be the charges that are used to keep us from believing that God is what we need most in our life. Because if it's anything else, we go back to that wanted sign, and now we got all these things that are chasing us instead of us serving God. Right? I want to wait on God, not want from man. I'm waiting on you, Lord, because I want God to get the glory for anything that I do, that, that whatever it is, I want God to get the glory. God not only wants to give you a miracle, but he wants to give, he wants to be given glory, right? He wants you healed, yeah, for your life to be better, but also for him to get glory, because if not, people look at it, and that's where, again, a crazy Goliath was accusing God of being unfaithful because the Israelites wouldn't fight. This is what David had to come in. You're accusing my God now. I know I'm messed up. How many of y'all made a mistake? But don't let him talk about Jesus, though. Don't let him, let him cut down Jesus. Like, I, you know, in, in my house, all your stuff. Now, I know you can have an issue with me. You know, I, I get it. That's, that's, I'm a little controversial. But there are some folks you just should not have an issue with. Right? And especially Jesus. I can't let you just sit here and criticize Jesus in me. I have to come back and get that. So I got to live unwanted. I, I don't want that. I don't want the accusation. I don't want to be condemned. I don't want to be confused. I don't want to have anxiety. I have to live in the unwanted. How do I get that? The Lord is my shepherd. God, I got to have you over me because if not, things are going to want me. Right? So I got to get out of that place. Jesus said it this way. In John chapter 14, verse 30 and 31, he says, Hereafter, I will not talk much with you. Isn't that a good verse? For the prince of this world cometh and hath nothing in me, but that the world may know that I love the Father, and as the Father gave me commandment, even so I do, let us go hence. So the, the key to that thing is that, is that he says, the enemy has nothing in me. If you're asking, why is the devil always bothering you? Maybe you got his sugar. He wants his Tupperware back. <laughs> Maybe you, whatever it is, <laughs> say, God, I need to get under the shepherd. 
because I'm on the wants. Now, good, I'm, I'm, look, sit here, act as free as you want. Praise the Lord. I thank God for us because uh, that's good. We got a spot. We can do that. But there, there are other places you go. A little vegan lady asked me today, she goes, what, what music you listen to? I said, well, no, I said, some, we were talking about something. I said, well, I, I don't listen to secular music. I hate that term. And she said something like, <laughs> Oh, man, I forget of some about, well, do you have on, uh, do you do secular washing or something like that? I go, yeah, my jeans are Christian, too. So you are vegan. You don't even eat meat products. You know conviction. Now, do you eat pork sandwiches? Do you lick steaks? Now, you know, I just couldn't. See, at some point, I started to come down. I came down off the pastoral part. Do you sit or you got some bacon? You want to eat that? Then I don't do the other thing. <laughs> this is real quiet. But see, I can see you accusing me of being loud. I can see that. But don't get that on Jesus. See, Jesus wouldn't say that. Daughter, I have what you need. That's what Jesus would say. I would have got I wanted to get a piece of raw bacon and just But the cool thing is she understood conviction. Not condemnation, conviction. She will not she'll judge people in a second. You know what this got in it? Yeah. Things that had parents. That's what it has in it. And I'm gonna eat it. It's the meat in it. No, it didn't grow out of the dirt. I'm eating it. Right now, I said, now if you can have that strong conviction, you should understand why I have a strong conviction. Silence. Silence. Oh, Mike's not here. Mike, just say that to Mike when you get home. Silence. You know. Jesus was definitely in the unwanted class. The devil didn't want anything to do with Jesus. When Jesus rolled up on those uh, demon-possessed men, and he said, what I got to do with you, Jesus? This is my version. I don't know if they spoke in Hebrew, I think, but this is the way I want to tell it. What the way to do with you, Jesus? And he goes, it ain't you to do. You shouldn't be doing with anybody. You got to go. Right? They were cool. All those people were cool with these men up. This dude up here cut himself and foaming at the mouth and chained up and acting crazy. They were cool with that. They didn't have a problem with that. They wanted him delivered, but they didn't have a problem with it. But the minute Jesus delivered him through the demons into his pigs and the pigs went over, the folks start tripping, right? Oh, you done killed our pigs. There was a man possessed. You'd rather live with that and cry over your pigs. I think as a church body, you got to realize what you may be giving up when you get up from your knees too soon. I saw him today, y'all. I saw him. I saw him. The, 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 the folks who don't have God or it's never been presented or they're, they're, smoke, they're smoking with their parents. And it's just, it's, I saw it like, it is, it, even as I'm looking right back at him, I'm like, no. I had to tell this one little dude, he, he was a boxer and, and he was the other kid, Joseph, who Joseph wanted to try to fight this dude. I'm like, I tell little boy, look, he doesn't even know what he's doing. I said, but your hands, and it's just, God just started to tell me, I said, your hands are worth millions. You're going to go throw them in the trash? 
I said, you're going to get your parents out of the apartment and your sister, and you're going to get them out of that bad environment. And he was, he was angry. Like, you ever got so mad where you're breathing heavy and people can hear you? That's how heavy he was breathing. And just, he just kept calming down. I said, you, you're going to give your power away. I said, I'm going to ask you to go back into that room. And even when that kid is talking, you, this is your test to learn that people are going to try to get you off of your deliverance. You are a deliverer. You are a deliverer. And, and you're going to have to use these because you're a boxer. And guess what? If you hit that person because you're a legalized boxer, you go straight to jail. I said, that kid is a thief to you because he's trying to rob you of your future. He won't be the only one. You just seen God show up and see his breathing calm down. And I needed him to have his breathing calm down because it was loud. It was loud. And we, again, I, I think I, you got to become unwanted. But the enemy wants these kids so bad. And you see him chasing. He got wanted posters all over and stuck on their backs. And he's putting all this stuff in them. And, and, and somebody has got to show up and tell them, you're off the wanted list. So he said that the enemy is coming. This is what Jesus said. But he has nothing in me to work with. Anybody ever get the devil something to work with? There's a whole toolbox some mornings. Which day is it? Right? Come on, devil. We are going to make a bicycle. You know, we got all the tools and the oil. We're going to make a life together. And he may even build him a room so you can visit. So his attacks are powerless when he has nothing to work with. And that's why we pray in a prayer at night so you can sleep at night because the Lord is shepherding you. You shall not want you don't have to be afraid. He causes you to lie down in green pastures. He leads you beside still water. Though you walk through the valley of the shadow of death, you'll fear no evil. For thy rod and thy staff, they comfort me. Surely goodness and mercy shall follow you all the days of your life. He prepared you a table in the presence of your enemy. He's right there in front of them. He says, the advantage of being unwanted is that the entire world will see that your walk with God is for real. That's the advantage of that. It's being unwanted. The entire world, they'll see it. A, a wanted attitude will stick around for things like hurts and pains and losses to, to, to pain. <laughs> I can't write. Y'all should see some of the stuff I'm writing. To pull them backwards before they move forward. And I got, let me show you what I actually wrote. <laughs> wanted attitude will stick around for things like hurts, pain, and losses too. Hang them backwards before they move forward. Who writes like that? So let's pull you backwards. When you're wanting, you're wanting somebody to come up and apologize to you the right way so you can hopefully someday forgive them. And God is saying, get off the wanted list. Become unwanted so that you can live in my deliverance. They're never going to say it right for you. They're never going to roar the right thing. When they say it right, they're in the wrong clothes. It's never going to work. Just get off the list. They become unwanted. Devil, why you want me so much? Because you're available. Don't you get married to him. I'm not telling y'all to go on this. Jesus. <laughs> If he knew you was with somebody, he wouldn't be trying to date you. Right? Now, we want to say the ring matters, but there's some folks out there that's just so crazy that they'll try anything. However, you need to know, said, I'm unavailable. 
and you don't need to want me. That was so good. A wanted attitude will stick around those things, but an unwanted attitude will move away from them. So we put up with so much because we put in so much, right? How many of you ever want to get the max out of what you put in? And so I'm going to stick around longer because you don't know what I've had to put in. So I'm going to put up with so much more until I get what I get out of it. And you can never get what you put into it. Right? And sometimes you just have to release and move on with God. So then just go on. You go on. Just I can't get that with you. I can't, can't get there. You're never going to give it back. As a pastor, we know that. We know that going in. I know that in me encouraging folks doesn't necessarily mean folks have to be ready to encourage me. And it's not saying y'all don't do it. Y'all do do that. But as a pastor, you just have to know that's what it is. As a person, you should know that's what it is. That's the way Jesus did it. He said, here, here, here I am. Here's my love. They're going to see me in you. And this has happened with so many family members because you're thinking, man, why can't they just get along? Why they got to be angry all the time? Why they got to fight about everything? Why they got to always cause trouble? And what you have to do is say, I'm off your wanted list. Unwanted. You go fight with yourself. Sit in the corner, argue with yourself. They may do it. Take pictures. Video it. <laughs> So we put up with so much because we put in so much. When we live unwanted for the things of this world, we will see how much Jesus will fight through to come through on our situation. He'll fight through everything so we can come through. And I, God, I don't want to sit there and watch you fight while I do nothing. I can at least believe while you're fighting, right? The battle is not mine, it's the Lord's. But the victory is yours because I believe. Matthew chapter 15 and verse 8, these people honor me with their lips, but their hearts are far from me. Some verses you don't have to add anything to it, right? That's one of them. A heart that isn't right will make God an afterthought, right? God is an afterthought, and that kind of conflicts with what our favorite verse, Steph, Matthew 6.33 says, seek ye the kingdom of God. And it's telling people uh, that will say, hey, pastor, we're going to do this. I said, so why are you here with me? Well, we want to see what you think about it. I think you've already decided. It doesn't matter at this point. Do you? Do you want to pray for us? No. No. We don't need to. It's covered. You've heard. Move on. Well, we really want your blessing. No, you want my opinion at this point. Because there's nothing to bless here. It's already gone. Right? You come over and you start eating my food and you go, you got anything to eat here? Well, no, not anymore. Because after you finish that one, you're not getting another one. You're no longer there to eat. So what Jesus says, put me first. I don't want to be your afterthought. So we say in the morning, in the nighttime. Get up with him and lay down with him. Get up with him and lay down. What you lay down with is what you're going to get up with. I laid down with Psalms 23. I'm going to get up with Psalms 23. I'm going to have my day with Psalms 23. So he says, once before God will create division, not addition, in a person's life. No wants before God. All right? So here's the verse. Here's the whole thing. I, got, I did all of that to get to this. Exodus 14, 26 through 29. And the Lord said unto Moses, stretch out thine hand over the sea, that the waters may come again 
upon the Egyptians, upon their chariots, and upon their horsemen. And Moses stretched forth his hand over the sea, and the sea returned to his strength when the morning appeared, and the Egyptians fled against it, and the Lord overthrew the Egyptians in the midst of the sea. And the waters returned and covered the chariots and the horsemen and all the hosts of Pharaoh that came into the sea after them. There remained not so much as one of them, but the children of Israel walked upon dry land in the midst of the sea, and the waters were a wall unto them on their right hand and on their left. That's awesome. Y'all remember that miracle, right? That they were right across. So again, I'm thinking about that. That is a miracle of deliverance, right? He delivered them from the Egyptians, right? He delivered them. He delivered them through what? The Red Sea. Then what happened to the Red Sea? It closed up. When God delivers you, he cut off the passageway to go back. There's no, you don't, you, they can't go walk on the sea. But he shut it down so that my people won't return back to it. Not only did I deliver you through that door, but I shut it. And the only way to go back, you're going to have to dig around to get back to it. That makes sense. I was like, what? You did what? I closed the Red Sea. I closed the path back to whatever had you locked up. It's closed. Not only that, I drowned the people that were holding you, but I closed the road so that you that tends to hold you can't get back to it. Right? Because sometimes you can get people out of Egypt, but it's hard to get Egypt out of people. And they started acting like that. They would have gone back. They even said, take us back to Egypt. We can't. That's a big ocean or sea. It's a lot of water. Here's the deliverance, right? Here's what we're receiving. God, make it where I can't even go back if I want to. Give me a Red Sea moment, God. I need a Red Sea deliverance because I don't even trust me. I need that iTunes thing in me, Jesus. You know, that one, you've already bought this record. You already had this person in your life before. (laughs) Don't rebuy this again. And he shut the Red Sea. Come on, I mean, I know it's easy to think about somebody else, right? It really is. Ooh, Lord, that's for somebody else. No, that's for you. He's going to shut your Sweet tooth, Red Sea, tonight. Never return, except on parties, holidays, <laughs> and when people bring donuts on Friday. But you got to see yourself free. Got to see yourself free because the condemnation is why do I keep wandering back? Why am I a good friend? Who hurts a good friend? I don't get it. I don't. I don't get it. I, and, and Pastor Rita says we're not supposed to punch people because we're preachers. And she says, to tell me that. I'm a pastor. You don't have to tell me that. Yes, I do. What? Who hurts our friends like that? Good friends turn on us. So I just tell you, we're going to close the Red Sea. You're never 
going back. You can't swim that good. He closed the return. And now you're unwanted in that area again. Because it's too much work for the enemy to swim over and get some slaves. And by the time you swim back, you ain't good enough for it. So we're free. And who the son has set free is free? Indeed. Okay? God did the Red Sea miracle to deliver the children of Israel out. He closed it. Only God can close things that enslaved us and at the same time provide what we need to help us. Only God. Amen? All right. I want you guys to bow your heads and pray us the only God prayer. Now, as your heads are bowed and your eyes are closed, I'm buying that we're all saved. Thank you, Jesus. So, Father, I just pray that, and think you brought us all up to this point, God, that it is, is, it is so frustrating to think someone's out there that wants to hate us and wants to be mad at us. It's just, you can't understand, Lord, why someone out there, and I, I want us to be delivered from trying to make them happy when we know that we know we've done everything that we know we can do. And if they're going to hate me, Lord, thank you for the time I did have with them. But I need some closure on my heart so it don't keep getting broken every time I think of it. So, Lord God, I need a Red Sea moment. I need a Red Sea moment, Lord Jesus, where I don't return. I'm the one that's always crawling back. I'm the one that's always trying to go and fix things. And when I get there, it seems like the more and more I crawl back, the, the harder and harder that the attacks come. It's almost like they're waiting for me to show up to do right so they can do more harm. But in Jesus' name, tonight, you move forward. You go. And God, thank you for closing the sea of that thing. This is a Red Sea moment. Drown all those things, all the attacks the enemies use, every rider, every attacker, every soldier of the world that came against you is drowning in that. And now God is completely erasing the road to return back. And Lord God, you're my shepherd. I shall not want. I move into the unwanted world place. I've wanted that person to like me. I've wanted people to always be okay with me. I've wanted them to understand if they could just hear my side. And God is saying, by now, if they don't understand your side, they're never going to understand your side. What else is left for you to do other than move on? So, Lord Jesus, we thank you for the move on. We thank you, Lord God, in loved one's family life. I, I got relatives, Lord, that are drug addicts. And I need them to go through this Red Sea. And whoever you got, just lift them up right now. I, I got them, Lord Jesus. And they're, they're, they're so addicted. But I believe the Lord is their shepherd. They shall not want. I think if they go over this, the, the, the attraction and the addiction and the, and the thing that seduces them, be drowned in the Red Sea. You pray, Lord God, that the, that the desires and the hungers and all those things that begin to pull on them and the, the alcoholism, all of that stuff, drown in that sea and never to return can't get back and you live in the blessings in numbers 33 where it says the lord has blessed you and it cannot be reversed you are an overcomer 
Lord Jesus, I thank you for erasing the road that has led to so many mistakes, so many hurts, and so many pains, and opening up a new way for me to walk by faith and not by sight. We'll give you praise for it, Lord. In Jesus' name, amen.